Hey guys, you're listening to Sound Scrub, a place where I get to dissect the writing, production, and recording process of a song with the artist and producer. I am your host, Lisa Denae. My name is Dylan Dunlap, and I have seen every film that has come out in theaters since I was about 17 years old. What? That's my, that's my fun fact. Every Friday you went? Uh, yeah, periodically throughout the week, because so many started to come out each Friday. Wow, that's very, very impressive. <laughs> I don't know about impressive. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my name is Kirk Adolph. I uh, play guitar for Dylan, um, as well as uh, some graphic design and um, anything else he needs. Um, and fun fact would be, uh, I play guitar right-handed, but I'm actually left-handed. So, Oh, yeah. what made you, did you switch for some reason or was it just easier for you? I just never even tried to play left-handed. Oh. I, I must have thought when I was younger, I started when I was 11, I must have thought um, that was the only way to play guitar. So, For but, sure. Yeah. All right. Well, today's episode of Sound Scrub, we are going to be talking about Soldier On by Dylan Dunlap. I want to start with the lyrics of the song. What is the song about and what inspired you to write it? Well, what an amazing opportunity to talk about that because I wrote this song with my best friend Kirk right here. Uh, <laughs> it's been a couple years in the making. We actually started messing around noodling on some progressions out in Phoenix where Kirk lives a couple years ago hmm. and uh, kind of had an idea of what the pre-chorus would sound like. And uh, it just took the pandemic to really put things into perspective. And I wanted to call Kirk over FaceTime and just have a real conversation with him about validating my personal fears and insecurities, uh, mm -hmm. being an artist, being a boyfriend, all of these things, but then wanting to like find a way to end it with an optimistic lyric. So this song basically serves as here are all of the issues that I struggle with. And then that one line right before each chorus hits, but you, how could I lose kind of adds some perspective to this story. And, um, I, I don't want to speak for Kirk, but it, it was cool to, you know, think about the relationship I'm in and just think about how important it is to stick together during this time, especially during what's happening right now. Kirk, did you find it easy to help him put the lyric together um, with this one? Could you relate to that topic? Yeah, absolutely. And it was funny, like Dylan said, we started working on this song a couple of years ago and, uh, mm periodically we would keep coming back to it and, um, try and chip away at writing some more of it, but we kept, um, just kept putting it aside and focusing on some other stuff. But, uh, it was really cool. Once Dylan came to me, it was, yeah, it was like a couple weeks into lockdown. Uh, we did a FaceTime session and he came to me and suggested that we flip that pre-chorus, um, around. And once we started thinking of it, in that way, like the lyrics, I mean, it came together in like an hour or so it just kind of poured out from there. So it was, it was really cool. And, um, yeah, just once you can like relate to a lyric personally, it makes songwriting just so much more relatable and easier. So yeah, it was a really fun process. That's funny because it started as with you, I always lose a couple years ago. So yeah. it actually shows a lot of growth, 
mm. for me personally as an artist and as a songwriter and Kirk as a, as a writing duo for the both of us to flip that. And, and really it, it just changes the perspective of the entire meaning of the song. So I think it's cool to think about it like that. Was there something in particular that made you guys stop writing this song? You know what? The last couple of years has, we have written so many songs. So I think it really just was a, a time issue. Right. I mean, right now, Kirk and I are working with my other partner, Ben, on finalizing music for next year. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like it's an amazing problem to have, to have so many songs to work on. And yeah, for some reason that I think the working title, Kirk, was you, right? Yeah. Back in the day. We, oh. It's not like we chose to not work on it. We just became uh, overwhelmed with priorities. I think at the time we were finalizing the Things I Can't Explain EP mm-hmm. and trying to figure out what the next wave wanted to, what we wanted it to sound like. So I, I'm so thankful that we were able to revisit it because it's like, it's such a beautiful therapeutic guitar progression and yeah I, and I think just, we knew it was special too so we kept coming back to it and um, I'm really glad we did because it ended up being the title track so <laughs> yeah it's the title of the EP yeah mm-hmm. well when it came to the production did you guys kind of know where you wanted to take it right off the bat yeah Kirk and I love Mumford and Sons we uh, we mm. love Coldplay we we both used to street perform in Burbank, California and play our favorite folk songs. I really do think there was a folk renaissance between like 2009 and 2014. Mm-hmm. You get the Lumineers, Vance Joy of Monsters of Men, all these acts that I looked up to a lot. And I think Soldier On serves as a, as a reminder of where we come from because I'm definitely labeled a pop artist now mm-hmm. and... I think it's cool that Kirk and I were able to co-write a song that ended up, like he just said, being the title track of this record. But it's it's certainly more singer-songwriter than it is pop. So I think it definitely res- respects our our musical upbringings. Who came up with that guitar? Because you did mention that it's like a therapeutic guitar, which, um, you know, I was trying to come up with a word on my own, but that totally fits that melody that I hear. Um, so who was the one behind that? That's a great question. <laughs> I can't remember when we first started writing it, but Dylan, did, did you record like all the guitars? I think you recorded all the acoustics for this, right? I did, yeah. yeah. I've started to get a little bit more confident and comfortable tracking my own guitars. I've always leaned on Kirk for anything guitar related because he is just truly the most incredible guy to turn to without giving any notes, just how do you feel? What do you want to record? And it ends up being like the final recordings for the song. So uh, I think all the electric guitars were entirely your idea, right? Yeah, I think so. And then, yeah, I just, we wrote over that finger picking progression. I, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. We used it as the glue and then yeah. gotcha. I haven't listened to the studio version in a long time because we just released a live version of it like a few minutes mm-hmm. ago. So my brain's kind of forgetting what the arrangement is. But to my knowledge, the acoustic guitar does not go away. kind of like serves as the glue. Mm-hmm. Who came up with uh, there is there a horn section, by the way? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. In the, okay. Who, who's responsible for that? Uh, it's my friend. He go, his name is Ryan Tedder. 
uh, although he is not the lead singer of One Republic, his <laughs> name is still Ryan Tedder. Uh, <laughs> he's just been a friend of my my manager for quite okay. some time. And in the working demo that Kirk and I created, I uh, was it April 2020. Mm-hmm. Is that about right? Around that Something time, like that. I I did some vocal production of like a and then it made it pretty far until I realized that mm-hmm. uh, maybe we can explore a different instrument. So then my buddy Ryan just tracked exactly what my voice was doing, but in trumpet format. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I was... Okay, so it is a trumpet. Um, I just think that goes so well with the song and it creates this beautiful emotional dynamic, um, which also leads to me just really applauding you Dylan on your vocal performance I was really blown away it's very how can I say this uh you with your vocals just create an emotional dynamic you're the way you go in and out of phrases with those breaths and with those cries really fits the lyrics in my opinion and that's something that I feel that artists today are very passive about is with their vocal performance. Do you have any advice um, when it comes to tracking your vocals for like upcoming artists to build, really build that emotion? Oh, well, thank you, Lisa. That means a lot. I, uh, I think Kirk has actually been able to see the most growth uh, for me over the last few years. I, you know, I came up in this LA music community, the scene where there's a venue called the hotel cafe. And when you, when you play that room, uh, it's a bunch of creatives in the audience. And there's like this unnecessary pressure that develops of wanting to just get every needing to get everyone's attention. And a lot of people, including myself, as I started singing, teaching myself how to sing a few 2015, 2016, uh, people would overcompensate and, do all of these crazy vocal runs or, or try to mimic what John Mayer does so well and just shred. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's been a shift. Uh, I'm sure Kirk can tell you from an outside perspective as well about this. I've tried to just practice the less is more mentality. I have not stood up and sang a vocal in over a year and a half. I have sat down for everything. Yeah. It was because I had to, in the beginning of the pandemic, when Kirk and I wrote this song, I was like crammed in my girlfriend's closet and I, I, I just had to record like, like this, like, and I just kept uh, carrying that performance along. And so now I, I record all my vocals right here and I just sit and softly sing. I'm not trying to show off. I'm just trying mm-hmm. to think what can represent this lyric best instead of what can represent how talented I am, that is suddenly no longer a priority. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you with that too, because yeah, everyone can be a beautiful singer, but it's like, what are you bringing to the table that is really going to make me feel something? And I got to tell you, like, I really felt something as a whole with this thing, with, with the instruments, with your vocal and your lyric. It was just very, very well done. Um, it captured me right away. Um, so Thank I just you want so to much. I appreciate both it. of you guys for that. Yeah. Um, well, I want to know what your favorite lyric line is in the song, both of you. <laughs> hmm. I might have to look at the lyrics. 
You know it's always a it tough is? question. Kirk, what do you think about the second verse? Because the whole verse is one sentence. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I feel like that's what stuck out to me the most was like, wow, that's, it doesn't feel like a run on sentence somehow. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. I've wasted half my life just trying to survive. Yeah. I love that verse. And I love the first verse is a little dark, um, but there's, there's a little more hope in that mm-hmm. second verse that leads into the rest of the song. So yeah, I agree with Dylan. <laughs> I think you wrote that. Wait, I remember we split this up into like a, it was, it was either one big sit down, but then like a majority of it was just focused on writing that second verse. But yeah. I remember you carried a lot of the weight and came up with the best way to phrase it. So if, if people like that line, I'm pretty sure it's because of you. <laughs> it's all and a blur to me. <laughs> it's all, yeah, so is all of last year, man. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> well, do you guys have a favorite production element? Mm. I mean, I, I honestly am not just trying to keep continue to praise Kirk so much. He doesn't need the ego, <laughs> but... Uh, I will say, I, I can't tell you the exact timestamp, but he starts this guitar solo. I want to say it's like two and a half minutes in, you know, after the second chorus. And it, it's just the most satisfying, like, instrumental release. Like, uh, especially as an artist, like, I've, I've tried to learn. There, there are times where I don't need to sing. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of creating environments where you can just, like, think on your own. I don't want to be such a distraction when I sing. And so Kirk just takes the freaking spotlight and it's a long section. And I just, I mean, I envision what that would be like live. I know we just put out a live video. We did it for a live stream, but you know, doing it in front of hundreds and hundreds of people in Europe is what fuels me to keep going and thinking about like looking over at Kirk, I'm sweating. I can't even see through my eyes. <laughs> and Kirk is just going at it. Just makes me so happy to think about I uh, can't wait. I actually love, it was your idea to bring the pre-chorus in to like overlay it in that instrumental. I thought that was brilliant. And it's still one of my favorite parts. And it like changes melody just a bit. I actually yeah. go up on one note. Yep. That's great. Did you guys hit any other roadblocks along the way when it came to really putting this recording together? Besides the break, of course. I don't. I don't think so. Did we? I'm trying to think. Um, did I mean, yeah, like you or Ben, like going back and forth on production stuff, or yeah, you know, it, it, I think the hardest thing, which is wasn't that hard at all, was just deciding on an acoustic guitar tone, right? Mm. Oh yeah. I have a beautiful Martin acoustic, but then sometimes we've found out over the years of playing together. My there's this custom guitar that doesn't even have a brand associated with it. It's just a random guitar I found in a garage. Uh, it's like so gorgeous to mic it up, but it's not really right for plugging it in and playing it on a stage. So I think, yeah, that might've been the hardest part is just A and B and different guitars. Well, do you guys have any other uh, cool, interesting, fun facts about the songwriting, the production, or even the recording process of the song that you want to share? Anything on your end? No. Uh, uh, trying to think. Um, <laughs> going, going back to the guitar solo, I think that was the first time we've ever, or the instrumental that I've ever overlaid 
two like harmonizing lead guitars at one time. Oh, that's um, right. I, I remember when I was like, I had the idea. I almost didn't do it because I thought it was going to be too like, uh, like thin Lizzy rock guitar, you know? <laughs> um, but I'm glad I did. Cause I really loved the way it sounded. I feel like that's our relationship now is uh you come to me and you're like i'm not sure if i should do this and then i say do it just <laughs> record it and it just ends up being so amazing we i i'll end with this on on my end um i love the outro so much i i i really think that in this single driven world that we live in there are some rules that we all kind of have to abide by you're making a pop record you obviously maybe want to keep it underneath four minutes. Uh, there's a couple other rules and stuff like that, but I kind of just like threw everything out the window and, and just thought of this as, well, this is the title of the EP. Uh, this is the thing that represents what me and Kirk have done for years in the best way possible. Let's make it four and a half minutes. Let's make an outro. And I, I asked the guy, Ryan, I just told you about to just track a bunch of improvised, like going up and down the scale notes on the trumpet and so i just hard panned left middle and right all of his improvised takes and i I overlaid these piano diamonds underneath it this felt piano and it actually sounds like like you're looking at fireworks to me Mm. i feel like when i listen to that um that outro it just it feels like oh this is conceptual like this this was on purpose this wasn't for clout or to get on a playlist. This was like, Oh, he's trying to establish himself as an artist. And I just want to always come from a place of like, what would I have loved to have discovered when I was 14? Mm-hmm. And I, I just think that that, yeah, that took a lot of courage and, and to see the song do what it's doing right now is incredible validation to stay true to what you actually want and prioritizing that mm-hmm. first and foremost, what will, yes what will help just showcase you as an artist, not what will help you get a foot in the door in the industry. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, this song almost serves as a representation of that. We're just making music we love. Yeah. I love that. I love, love, love that mindset, Dylan. Uh, that's, it's very hard to find an artist nowadays with your mindset. And I think it's going to do great things for you. I actually saw you guys, um, or the EP on, um, on the front page of Apple music when it was released. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I feel so cool that I'm going to have him on my show. So, um, yeah, I just thought that was really, really cool. Um, I actually didn't even know that's, so his whole trumpet section in the outro is improvised. Yeah. I just told him, Wow. like, I, th- I think I give directions to anybody I collaborate with to just do you and, yeah. and no, no pressure. I want to represent you to the best way I can, you know, the best of my ability. Oh. And so, uh, yeah, I just, I just picked my favorite ones that sounded good altogether. Right. I wanted it to sound chaotic. So that was mm-hmm. a huge priority and yeah. Thanks for, uh, thanks for listening to it and stumbling oh, yes. across it on the homepage. Yeah, that's yes, super cool. I love I loved seeing that. It was so cool. Well, Dylan, can you tell everyone where they can uh download and stream Soldier On and where they can follow you on social media? Absolutely. If anybody wants to search on Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, mm-hmm. anywhere you listen to music, just search Dylan Dunlap. The EP is called Soldier On and it is most certainly not the last that you will hear from me this year. We are 
I think it's every seven weeks we're going to be releasing a, another song starting mm-hmm. in starting in May. So I'm really looking forward to the consistency. I think I grow mm-hmm. as these songs come out. I think it really just helps you get to know uh, the inner workings of my brain. And mm-hmm. yeah, I just if if anybody wants to reach out and this is my what I want to say that's to me even more important than like please stream our music and support us by the merch like i i want to always just keep the door open if anybody uses social media and uh struggles in any certain way in regards to their mental health conditions or just whatever they're going through during this pandemic you're more than welcome to reach out uh my email's everywhere and uh yeah i just i really want to build a a community as much as i can so yeah love that and Kirk, can you tell everyone where they can follow you on social media as well? Yeah, um, I'm not huge on social media, but uh, uh, my name is just my name, Kirk Adolph, um, A-D-O-L-P-H. Um, and yeah, to stay updated with um, what I'm doing musically, uh, you can follow Dylan at his handle and yeah. Awesome. Kirk has 20 million followers on yes. Instagram. No big deal. <laughs> million. <laughs> doesn't go on social media at all (laughs) well thank you guys so much for coming on my show really loved learning about this song and how it came together i appreciate it thank you so much lisa for having us yeah thank you i'm afraid of being left behind late to the finish line You can listen to the full song on your favorite music platforms. Make sure to follow me, your host, Lisa Dene, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, and Twitter at Lisa Dene Music. If you're enjoying the show and would like to support SoundScrub, please visit lisadene.com forward slash SoundScrub for more details. Thank you for listening. Just-